What's up? This is Matthew Valencia. I played the part of Tim Drake slash Robin on the new adventures of Batman and Superman. And you're listening to Batman the Animated Series Podcast. It's hero time! Okay, Crusaders, and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the Robin to my Batman. It's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Hello, Robin to my Batman. I I knew you were going to say that. Well, we uh, obviously have a very special guest on this episode today. As you heard at the top of this episode, we have the voice of Tim Drake and Robin. Matt Valencia is joining us in a bit, so I thought that was a nice little intro and segue, naming you as my Robin. But I know, even though you were my Robin as a kid, it's kind of reversed now. And now I'm Robin and you're Batman. And no one's anybody's anybody. We're all on an equal playing field. We're both in our 30s, getting old. It's not a competition. (laughs) But you're like, but I'm Batman. But I'm Batman. Uh, Speaking of Batman, how's the art life going? Good. I am. uh, You know what? I feel like I could just say what I'm working on now, right? Do it. Do it. No one's going to care. Do it. And I think the one I'm working on, I, I had to get done in like a week. So. I feel like it's coming out. Like they, I think they hired me for a reason. I, I'm doing backup stories in, in the new Joker book. That's not yeah, that. baby. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You can't tell us the story, but how exciting! You're drawing Joker professionally for the first time. Yeah, I mean they're they're quite silly stories. They're supposed to be a play on like the the fun shenanigans of the Silver Age. Um, you know, like they they got a lot of press over them having a pregnant Joker and all this other stuff. So it's all that type of stuff. Like it's all just silly. Uh, eight-page short stories of that involve the Joker messing around with a bunch of uh, DC characters. So, yeah, I've got to draw a lot of characters I've never drawn before. It's kind of funny because it's like, ah, I really want to be working on, like, the serious stuff, but, you know, and I have a very long history of working on the comedy stuff, especially at Marvel. Yeah. So I'm going back into slippers that sure are comfortable, but I, they're worn out, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, all right, I've done the, the jokes and spooks. Spoofs, not spooks. Uh, you want to do the spooks i do want to do this i want to do the spooky stuff um so it's it's catch 22 with that but i'm very happy to be drawing joker and working for dc dc's treated me really well but like yeah it's probably uh, best company i I think i've worked for just in terms of like they really believe in me and they're continuously chucking me work i've met some really nice editors there i mean every editor is nice in the comic business editors are lovely lovely people so yeah I'm, i'm happy to be working and and yeah, so I'm doing two, only two backup stories, I think for issue six and issue seven, I think are the ones I'm doing it for. So I'm nearly done with the issue six one because they were like, we need this eight pages in like eight days. I was like, oh, yeah, that's crap. right. You All had right. to crank them out, didn't you? Yeah. Um, well, I've obviously, again, uh, being your brother has his perks. I've seen some of these pages and um, one in particular, Joker's doing something really cool and it also involves another batman villain and i was like that's really cool yeah um so yeah i'm i'm super pumped for you i know that they're silly stories but again it's just it's another why am i blanking on an analogy now i'm like it's another ring on your hat nope there's no rings on hats ring on my- <laughs> <laughs> um, feather in your cap that's feather on my get. cap notch on my belt yeah that, that one works one? yeah that Is one's notches good on belt i know there's notches on beds. another pou- hey hey it's another pouch in your utility belt all right 
Yeah. <laughs> you're, I thought you were going to like that. You're like, yeah, yeah it's okay. Um, it's another card in my deck. Okay. Joker card? And it's a Joker card. Yay. Um, I like that a lot. Hey. All right. We got there. Really cool that you're drawing the Joker. And yeah, hopefully my Harley, uh, my Harley Quinn story is coming out soon. It doesn't involve Harley, but it's the Harley Quinn um, Valentine's Day special. And I drew a uh, a short story in that that involves Batman. Oh, um, I forgot you did that. And That's I right. co-created a, a new, brand new villain for it as well, the the Red Bomber. So That's right. That was pretty cool. Wow. There's some cool stuff in the art life right now. I forgot about yeah, all of that. Yeah, well, I'm a cool guy, you know. And it's, and it's all happening in Gotham, which is really cool. Yeah. I, again, this is why I like these editors, because they're like, what do you want to... Like, it's so... I've never had an editor be like, what are you interested in? So I was like, I, I love Gotham. Like, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Just Gotham stuff. And that's what they've been giving me, just Gotham stuff. So that's great. Yeah. And I like your Gotham, your interpretation of all of that. It's got some animated series vibes. It's got some Greg Capullo vibes. It's got some Todd McFarlane vibes as well, I feel, in there. Yeah. And then also your own stuff is is all peppered in. So yeah, I'm very, it. I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to just do animated series blended with 89. And that's that's my goal with my Batman art. Yeah, I dig it. All right, bud, you ready to do a caped capers? I am, yes. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know? It's gonna be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. Okay, this week's Caped Capers has been written in by Tom Kaplan. Tom has said, Batman and Robin accidentally switch bodies and go Freaky Friday. (laughs) Straight to the point, huh? (laughs) I kind of like that, though. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in ages either. But, um, all right, so switching bodies. Okay, so we're in the Batcave. I assume this is where all of the experiments are going to be and all of that stuff, yeah? Batman's working on a a new, you know, like, like a fly machine, you know. Oh, yeah, I like that. Um, okay. Rob, Robin's just dicking about in the back cave. Being What's this button do, Batman? What's this button do, Batman? Oh, What's this no, button please, do? No, no. What's this do? Alfred, where are you? He's gone, Batman. Okay, okay, what's going on? Okay. He's <laughs> gone. He's like, <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. Oh, dear. They need time to bond. So you're just going to have to sit and learn to get along with Dick. <laughs> Sit on that dick. Sit on that dick, Sam. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Batman's like doing something super serious, and Robin's like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Robin is Batman is forced to hang out with Robin, but Batman's in the middle of building, you know, this machine. Yeah, some sort of like I don't know, some sort of transporter machine or something. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, so Batman's like properly working on it, and Robin can't help himself. And right as Batman hits a button. Robin jumps into one of the tubes or portals or whatever it is. Batman's in the other one. Batman's in the other yeah, one. He's like, yeah. oh no, Robin, what are you doing? Oh, Batman, what's happening? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so does this mean that you have to do a gravelly version of the, oh, gee, Batman, and then I have to do a, a higher version of Batman's voice? It does now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, <clears throat> Oh, gee, Batman! <laughs> <laughs> South Park! I mean, 
Hey, you know what? All right, fine. If the boot fits. Yeah. Hey, what you having to be, Batman? <laughs> oh, God, what have you done? Uh, Batman, I'm so jacked. Look at my abs, Batman. It's so big. Robert, you really screwed this one up big time. <laughs> Batman, you sound so weird. <laughs> Why do you look like me? We've switched bodies, Robin. <laughs> I'm now a, a tiny little boy, and you are a big jacked peak of excellence, superiority man. Oh, you're still a great detective, Batman. I can't believe you figured it out already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere, Batman. I'm Robin. You. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. All right, come in. Okay, here I go. Uh, 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 oh, this bunny's so weird. Get used to it. I can't, I can't walk from here. What's Whatever next? you do, do not get in the Batmobile and go fight crime, okay? We're going to solve this immediately. Do not leave. We okay, bye, Batman! Bye! Here we go! Trap! <laughs> All right, so Robin has gone off in Batman's body, <laughs> sounding like Eric Cartman. <laughs> and he's gonna run into i don't know the joker who's out and about Uh, Uh, it's my greatest enemy (laughs) okay i'll be the joke well i like that all of the uh villains so far are pop stars or rock stars so right let me try and all right okay um well if it isn't the cake creator himself huh Can you get some Jack Napier? Huh? Oh, my. oh my God, it's Joker Jackson. That's right. <laughs> no, you can call me Michael Joker. <laughs> Is that your, that's the laugh. That's my laugh. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you have never faced the likes of me before, Joker, because oh, I'm so actually nice. not Batman. No, Batman, you're not making a lot of sense right now. <laughs> Which I can't hear you. <laughs> my cowl is, is closing on my ears. I can't hear you. Speak up. Oh, my God. Batman, just stand back. Do not fight the Joker right now. Yeah, it's little Robin, huh? Man, I, I got a gotta crowbar with your name on it, huh? Um, maybe, I'll wait, maybe I'll wait for the next one. Shut <laughs> 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 You know, I was supposed to do the music for 89, but Prince did it instead. That's for too much money. <laughs> well, factoid for you. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Joker, but I'm actually really bored right now. <laughs> I'm Batman now. I can do whatever I want. Say, why'd you, why'd you take that cow off there, Batman? <laughs> Tell me who you are. It wouldn't do right, you any wait, good. Batman, for Christ's sake, don't take it off. Wouldn't do you any good, because I'm actually not Bruce Wayne. I'm Dick Grayson. <laughs> oh, wow, Bruce Wayne, huh? Well, I could have guessed that one. Only rich guy in town. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, Batman. I mean, Robin. I mean, me. Uh, and then suddenly the, the effects of the switch wear off because Batman was not done with the machine. <laughs> Everyone goes back to normal. I'm back, Batman. It's me. I know your secret identity now. <laughs> See how long it's going to be secret for. Mm, I have a deep dark secret too, Batman. <laughs> Batman, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of Mister Joker Jackson. Was, I think Michael was, Joker's going to do something yeah. to me. Robin, why don't you come with me, baby? Bye, Batman. <laughs> Where are you going, Robin? <laughs> to Never Never Land, Batman. <laughs> After Never Never Land, <laughs> and that's the end of our scenario. Uh, 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 uh.
Okay, and if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, as we'd love to read them, and it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. Also, go follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, everywhere but Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One, and that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. That's right, and it has nothing to do with someone else taking our handle. That son of a bitch. That still only got two followers, and he hasn't deleted it. <laughs> and on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which will include a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford, if you so wish. Podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days, and as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc., and that's Robson I-N-K on the internet. And please go to my website, speechcomics.com. Sign up for my newsletter because I am launching a Kickstarter March 1st, baby. A full-on zombie anthology comic that I want you to back. So head on over to Speech Comics and sign up. Goddamn right. All right, we're going to do a bit of news, bud, and then we'll get into our interview with Matt Valencia. So our first bit of news is something that pertains to the podcast. Uh, we did the poll between Evan Peters and Donald Gleason. Oh, yeah. It was going to be this Scarecrow, and um, Scarecrow in our animated universe, and Donald Gleason won the poll. Well, I've had time. It's funny because I've had time to reflect. And I think that Evan Peters is a better choice. So oh, my bad. God. <laughs> he lo- you're right. He looks just like him. He does. When you put the poll up, I saw his picture and I was like, that's just Evan Peters. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wanted, you know, as a redhead myself, I wanted some redhead representation. I always hate when they change redheaded characters uh, into somebody else, but I was like, ah, I guess you could dye his hair red. So are we not going with the polls now? Because it was a landslide that Don Gleason was in. But like 70% of the. Eh, well, no one ever said this was a democracy, so let's go with Evan Peters. <laughs> Thanks, everyone that voted. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you know what it did? It made me solidify, like, you know, it's like I do this all the time. This is such a fat thing to say, but like, <laughs> I can't wait. I, I do this all the time with takeout, where if, let's say you're getting takeout, right? And you don't know what you want. And me and my wife are so indecisive when it comes to that. Uh, so it comes down to a point where it's like one or two, and it's like, all right, I'm just going to flip a coin on it. And flip a coin on, like, I don't know, like Taco Bell or McDonald's or something. You flip it, and it lands on Taco Bell. I'm like, ah, I kind of want a McDonald's. It's like, well, why didn't I just say that to begin with? You know? So this is that version of that where I can see, visually see that I was wrong. Evan Peters is the better choice. Plus, oh. Evan Peters as Scarecrow it sounds really cool to me. Anyway. It does, and I can see him in that outfit with that, that whole get-up on. He yeah. would look really good. Um, okay, well, there we go. Evan Peters is our scarecrow in our live-action Batman the Animated Series fan-casted universe. Okay, next up, James Gunn supposedly following all-star Superman vibes for his Superman that is going to be in the new rebooted DCU. Yeah, DCU. But, uh, yeah, okay, the description of all-star Superman um, is... Oh, is, that, is that the fame that's drawn by um, uh, another Scottish guy? 
it's drawn by quietly, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well I done. sat next to him at a, con- a convention in Scotland. He was a lovely guy. Yeah, uh, that All Star Superman book. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the famous one with the the girl that's going to jump off the roof, and he puts his hand on her shoulders and, and convinces her not to do it. It's known as pretty much like one of the best Superman stories ever told. Yes, it is. So and but I find it weird because sense. he's dying in it. So it says the series revolves around Superman who is dying due to overexposure to the sun as he accomplishes many heroic feats. Uh, and attempts to make peace with the world before his imminent death. Well, that sounds lovely. What, and for it, a movie? Yeah, but also, I don't think that book ends with him, you know, it, Superman continues on, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, well, he flies into the The idea the of, the of Superman of basically thinking he's got cancer, uh, and he's still doing the most heroic stuff he can do before he goes, is very Superman, and I love that. I think that's the book also where Lex Luthor discovers that he's got radiation poisoning from all the kryptonite that he's been like harboring oh, really? for the many years that he's been finding oh god um well that's apparently where james gunn is going with the superman i thought it was a bit weird maybe he's not going for the plot maybe he's going for the feel of that book and that that book is just the essence of superman i would say yeah it's got it says he's following All Star Superman vibes, so I guess there you that's go. That's perfect. Yeah. That gets me excited. That's actually a cool idea. All right. Well, we'll wait and see on that. Um, more DC movie universe news. Uh, Jason Momoa is set to exit Aquaman for a new role in the revamped DC universe. Oh, it's got to be what's it's his got, name, right? It's got to be Lobo, right? Yeah, it has to be. There's no it, one else. If it's not Lobo, I'm going to freak out because... The only other person I would cast as Lobo is Carl Urban, but that's it. That'd be pretty good, but Momoa is is basically yeah, just, like, it's walking a, it's Lobo. Pretty, just put some white makeup and put some red contacts on him and... He's Lobo. Boom. Yeah. He's and either, he's either the lead singer of Kiss or he's Lobo. You, you can do two <laughs> roles at the same time. Dressed like a... A, a rock star i dig just it. like a kind of clown from space <laughs> i dig it that's what i was thinking i was like there's no name i can come up with for that one um yeah so love well, has I, the potential to be the deadpool of the dc universe so it's interesting to see what they'll do yeah and they could expand and go into space and do all that stuff mm. um i still want to see the green lantern buddy cop movie that has always been shelved over the years i think it's like it's like lethal weapon meets like guardians you, of the you, galaxy you have to do that with green hour then well, no, but it was two Green Lanterns. That was the story. It was Hal Jordan and... Uh, oh, I see. And uh, John... John... Ooh. John... Johnny... John... John, John... 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 Sasa... John... Sasa... John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> What's his fucking name? John... John Stewart. John Stewart. So it was a star, star, star. It was a star, star, star. Um, so yeah, I would love it though, because Jason Momoa has an Aquaman movie coming out this year. But I just, I don't get it, because that, that movie's coming out at like the end of this year, and already Jason Momoa's like, all right, I'm a new character. Like, fuck that movie. Or Henry Cavill, right? Like, he's like, I know. am I a new character? I know. How amazing would it be, though, is if uh, in Aquaman... This is how you get people to go, is if in Aquaman, Momoa's Lobo shows up and he meets Lobo, I mean Aquaman, but 
Momoa. So it's two Momoas. You got yeah. two for the price of one. And he's just like, all right, I dig it. You're going to take over. And he's just like, yeah, I'm Lobo. I got the same voice and the same everything. I'm literally the same character, baby. <laughs> I just got a bike that I ride I'll through swim space. in the ocean, I swim in the stars. <laughs> Done. I would go see that. If that's the post credits, I'd be like, I'm in. Oh, could you imagine the balls for Warner Brothers to do post credit scenes in their dying universe of like hints to their new one? <laughs> That would get ticket sales as well. That's what I'm saying. You should do that. You know what? That's what I would do. I'd be like, this is this is a ship going down. We can save it. We can get butts and seats. We, we can, can have previews we can make for some, new yeah, universe. That you could only see. So, like, do you want to know who the new Batman's going to be? Go see Go fucking see. Shazam 2. But if that's... I, I would I potentially go and see it. I know. You'd have to keep it off the internet, which I don't know how you do. But that would be yeah, amazing. You'd still sell uh, some initial stuff yeah you would it's like at the oh, end you know how you, you know how you keep butts and seats you say there are four different scenes and you stagnate them over the weeks so people will go see it they might see this that, the other. you know it's like a fucking buying a pokemon card pack and it's not a bad idea right it's not a bad idea That'd be good, yeah, and be like, which scenes have you seen? I've seen the one where they reveal Batman. What have you seen? I've seen the one where they revealed Robin. Like, and, like we've, and then people will make a list, like, we've seen all of them. And if I was one of Bros, I'd be like, we can confirm. That's not all of them. And people yeah. Yes! Oh my god, that's genius! And just totally fucking gaslight there people. There you go, Warner Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, exactly. they don't like our universe, so fuck them. <laughs> the evil new villain on the DC universe, the gaslighter. The producers. <laughs> the producers, yeah. More aptly named. Um, I that's That would be great if yeah. they were doing that. Well, there you go, Warner Brothers. Take that for free, Warner Brothers. Yeah, we know you're listening. Yeah, of course uh, you are. <laughs> Well, shall we go and talk to a uh, ex Warner Brothers uh, employee? Oh, yes, yes, we shall. That was a weird way to line that one up. <laughs> you, you made the you made the segue, bud. So good I job. did, I did, I did my best. All right, let's go to our interview with Matthew Valencia, the voice of Tim Drake and Robin. Everyone, please join us and welcome our guest, voice actor Matthew Valencia, who voiced Tim Drake and Robin for the new Batman Adventures, Superman the Animated Series, and Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Matthew, welcome to Batman the Animated Series podcast. Thanks, pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Um, it's been really cool being able to have this opportunity because uh, I, we were just saying off pod, like you and I are a similar age. And seeing Tim Drake, you know, as a young, as a much younger Robin, because how old were you when you got the the role? I got the role on my thirteenth birthday. Oh, wow! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, oh, I, wow. I auditioned a couple of days before, and then they immediately had me, you know, in a callback, and I was there with about I don't know maybe fifty kids for the callback, and uh, you know, I, I left, I came home, that that was my birthday, and. Uh, this was back in the day of answering machines. So <laughs> there was a message already waiting for me by the time I got home. It's like an hour drive to, to Hollywood and uh, I pressed play. And it was the, you know, the, the casting director, Andrea Romano. And she said that she was going to offer me the, the role of Robin. And it was the best 13th birthday present I could have ever received. That's awesome. Did you have like a Robin cake and like Robin body? <laughs> <and stuff like that? laughs> 
No, I, you know what? I, I don't even think I had a birthday party that year, to be honest. It was like, you know, I got, I got the part and we immediately started uh, recording episodes because I think wow. there was a, there was a holiday episode or holiday nights coming out. Yeah. That was and, the first one. Uh, yeah. We wanted to get on that on the books before, uh, before the new year. So, wow. So they were really, really just going for it. So, I mean, this is, you were Tim Drake, Robin, there was already a Robin before you. So were you already a fan of the show? Oh yeah. I watched I, my mom actually introduced me to Batman at a very young age. Uh, she had these, uh, LPs, these records that she used to play. And it was like Batman origin story, you know, and it was all, oh, cool. um, like teleplays. So it, they had actors and, you know, there was a, a narrator and it was, you know, there, a family is walking down a dark alley, a shot rang out in the night, a scream. And then a lady screamed. Ah! So, I mean, I listened to that growing up and then she introduced me to, um, the Batman TV show. Uh, and we were, we watched that. Well, the, uh, when it was the Adam on. West one. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I grew up on that, the, the Batman movie with the bat shark repellent and <laughs> you know, the, the world leaders get, uh, not dehydrated. was a, uh, like disintegrated almost. Yeah, they were, they were turned into pe- dust. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah. yeah, we used to, we used to watch that all the time as kids. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up on that. And then, um, I found the Batman comic books and, uh, Batman novels and wow. You're a big the, fan of the cartoon. Oh yeah. I love Batman. Batman's my hero for sure. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. It's just crazy because as I was uh, saying and kind of leading into my point is that like, you know, you were a Robin of a similar age to me and that was not only really cool to see, but now learning that you're a similar age and that you were into all of that, like that must've just been crazy for you to be like going from watching all of this stuff and ingesting that content as a kid to suddenly being a part of that show. Yeah. And being of the same age as, Robin, the character, or, or Tim, the character, um, it, it, it was, I got a lot, I got to put myself into that role a lot, mm-hmm. you know, as Tim's a fan of Batman, I'm a fan of Batman. I mean, who, what 13 year old wouldn't want to be Batman sidekick? It's uh, it was, it was unreal. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I've just been reading a lot of the Batman Adventures Continues, which is written by Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. They're doing a comic book series, and it's based off the animated show. And Tim Drake is in it quite a lot. Uh, and your voice nice. is just your voice is just I hear your voice every time I read that <laughs> character, which is is just great. I mean, I, obviously, I hear everyone's voices. So the first mm-hmm. episode you did was Holiday Nights. Now. Mm-hmm. If um, if I remember correctly, and I, well, I know from other interviews and stuff we've done on our other podcast, at that time, voice actors were all standing together in the recording booth together. So if that was the case for this, and you were doing Holiday Nights, there was a lot of people in that episode, man. There's people like yep. Ron, Ron Perlman's in that episode, Mark Hamill's in mm-hmm. that episode. Like, mm-hmm. what, what was it like stepping into that booth with those people? So... Uh- I love telling this story because it's, it's one of my, my most favorite experiences, favorite memories, um, 13 years old going into, you know, knowing I'm going to be on the Batman animated series, uh, as kind of a, a key character. Uh, I go with my mom cause my mom took me to all my interviews and all my, you know, uh, productions. Every time I was in a play or movie, my mom, my mom was uh, a key figure in, in my whole acting career. So she took me there. We got met at the doors, uh, I believe in Culver city, and a uh, small little studio. We we walk up the stairs and they lead us into like the, the green room. 
And I remember they had a full spread of like the uh, catered, it was like chicken Parmesan and stuff like that. A big thing of water and Gatorade and stuff. <laughs> the perfect and I was, meal I was there by myself. <laughs> yeah. That was my first memory. I was like seeing all these silver platters and going, Oh, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sit down and two guys walk in and I didn't recognize them from sight because you know, I'm 13 and I don't, I don't know people. Um, and it turned out to be Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Wow. And they sat down at the table and Andrea introduced me to them. Um, and I was like, she was like, these are the writers, you know, Bruce Tim Paul Dini. And I was like, oh, nice chicken palm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm hungry. I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, you know, before I could, you know, bust into conversation with them, Mark Hamill walks into the room and I had no idea that Mark Hamill voiced the Joker. So I started freaking out. I was tugging on my mom's sleeve and I was like, mom, it's, that's Luke Skywalker. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what is Luke Skywalker doing here? <laughs> so she was like, yeah, that's, I don't know. Let's find out. So, you know, he came in and him and, uh, Paul and Bruce were you know, engaged in conversation. And I was, I was the kid in the room. So, you know, adults kind of just acknowledged and then went about their, their business. Cause they're, they're old hat at this, you know, this is, this is their thing. And then other people started showing up, you know, Kevin showed up and, uh, Ron Perlman showed up and my mom was a big Ron Perlman fan from when he was a uh, beast on beauty and the beast, oh, yeah. the, the live action. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So we used to watch that and she started freaking. She like tugged on my stuff. She's like, that's Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> and Ephraim Zembalis Jr. Came in and she lost her, she lost her mind. She was like, Oh my God, there's so many people here that I know and wow. love and, and so, you know, I was, uh, you know, kind of meek and quiet and, you know, okay, everybody, let's go into the room. And yeah, a whole, just a whole slew of actors came in and I remember walking into the booth and they, they started placing people and Tara was on my right. Uh, she was Tara Cherendoff back then before she became strong. Right. Um, so Tara was here. Mark Hamill was standing next to me. And then it was Kevin Conroy and then Ron Perlman. And then uh, I can't remember. It was a couple other people. And then I remember you know, Lauren was sitting at the end. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was mind boggling. And, and to be through, 13, like I just, <laughs> and you've, you've just come off of the audition. Is, is there no warm up or anything? It's like, all right, none, we're going. None. Wow. Yeah. This is, this is how we do things. That's I'm crazy. just like, okay, let's, yeah, it was, it was, it was surreal. And had and you had, had it, you had you had acting experience before this or was this just, oh the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been acting since I was 18 months old. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, won a, I won a baby contest, uh, Most Beautiful Baby of San Gabriel Valley, my, that my grandmother entered me into. And, um, <laughs> like, yeah. Your, your, it sounds like your uh, parental <laughs> figures, your grandmother, your mom, like that, they were just uh, putting you forward and getting you all the best roles. Well, I, I, I craved attention as a child. So, right. you know, this is, this seemed like the best way to, to go about that. So that actually kicked off my whole acting career and led me up to, to this point where I'm in this room with all these people Wow! and they, they do a quick, uh, introduction of all the, you know, the, the cast and the parts that they're going to be playing. And, uh, you know, they went down the line. There's terrorists going to be playing Batgirl. This is Matthew. He's our new Robin. This is, you know, uh, Mark, the Joker, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as she was like, okay, we're going to do a quick read through and then we'll start recording. And we did, we did a quick read through. And as soon as we were done with the read through, Mark Hamill turns to me and goes, I didn't know you were the new Robin. 
congratulations and welcome. And oh, I, I, I that's so nice. That's I'm so my cool. brain melted. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> You know? yeah. So, yeah. Who did you think you were? Just like Paperboy Number Two or something like <laughs> exactly. Because there, yeah, yeah. Because there were there were kids in that episode, uh, like the pickpockets and stuff. So he, he assumed oh, that see. I was going to be there for background voices or something. And they, nobody told them that there was going to be a new Robin because they kind of wanted to keep it a surprise. Wow. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's how I kicked off the series, and. Everyone was just super nice. They were very helpful. I learned how to turn pages silently because of Mark. He was like, hey, grab him like this, move him like that. We don't want paper rustling. And uh, Harvey Bullock. Okay, I forget the actor's name. Um, oh, uh, Costanza. Um, uh, Rob? Bob. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he gave me a kind of a good ribbing a couple of times that I couldn't get the line right. Oh, so really? He would, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he would pop in there and he'd be like, you know, say it like this and stuff like that. So it was... Uh, That's so... It was, I mean, it's just bonkers because <laughs> there's so many people in that episode. Uh, so you've just got, obviously gone through them. And that's just crazy for your first day to really oh, be thrown yeah. in. Because they've all established that they've been there for years doing these voices, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, they're, they were best friends. Yeah, best yeah. Friends. Oh, yeah, and here's comes so cool. a new kid, and they were just so nice to me. I can't. I, you know, Mike, uh, Mark signed autographs for me, and uh, Kevin shared stories about you know this, that, and the other thing. He he actually taught me how to do autograph signings because we did autograph signings at the oh, Warner Brothers store. So it was just it was a it was a great cast, and I had a great time, and they couldn't have treated me. Uh, this 13 year old newbie any better because yeah was, and a nice experience for you to share with your mom as well right oh most definitely because it, it's it was nice to have you know kind of validation in that you know this could be a, you know a viable career path for me and all the hard work that she all the time and dedication that she spent taking me and my brother to you know hollywood almost like daily for auditions and stuff you know to be able to just see me in this element uh, you know, actually doing it with actors and actresses that she recognized and, and loved. Uh, I think that was, that was really cool for her too. So yeah. Was, yeah. And Batman, Batman's one thing that links me and my mom together. And you know, I thank her every day for, for putting in that time to allow me this opportunity. That's it so was cool, man. I phenomenal. Love I love that. Yeah. And, and like, so were you going to school during all of this? You must have, right? Like as a 13 yeah, year old. I went to public school. Uh, you know, crazy. Did you walk around with big 12. bridges being like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim, Jim, Frank's coming down the aisle. Like, move aside, no. Robin here. If you mess with me, Batman's going to gonna take your lunch money. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to so bad, but, you know, high school kids, they didn't, they didn't really give a shit. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, this, this kid, all right. That's crazy, though. I mean, you were basically almost living the life of Tim Drake and Robin, because you go to school and then after hours you're, you're Robin. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah. That's nuts. You know, I had a couple friends that were, you know, key on the inside and I would take them to, you know, uh, like award shows and stuff like that and premieres and, you know, uh, they were cool, but you know, some of the other kids, they were, they, they kind of gave me, gave me a little bit of shit every day. So, Really, it, it was I, what it was. I would have said, like, I know Luke Skywalker, and he'll chop it up. So when you got, so you got the call when you, on your thirteenth birthday, which is a crazy story. But how competitive was the the casting 
of, of Robin? Because you said it was between you and 50 other people or 49 other people. Yeah, that was the, the callback. Um, the original ca- uh, like casting call, I think there were a couple couple thousand kids that were trying out wow. for this spot. Whew. And it's it's like that a lot in in you know, they everyone has dreams of, of being in, you know, film and television and stuff like that, but they don't they don't understand how competitive it is. Because right? it's you're constantly going on auditions almost daily and there are you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of kids that are, that are reading for the same part. And sometimes you'll get it and sometimes you won't. And I remember, you know, I would go on auditions with, uh, you know, people like Shane Sweet and, um, uh, Shia LaBeouf. And then we wow. both tried out for the, the even Stevens part. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I would see these kids all the time and, you know, it's like sometimes they would get it. Sometimes we would get it. And, you know, it's, it's competitive. It's a grind. People don't understand how much of a grind it is, but yeah. it's, it's work, you know? So uh, we would take acting classes and you know, improv classes, all, all sorts of stuff. And just to, just to hone our craft. And I, I have a pretty good ear, <laughs> which is funny because that's a line from one of the Superman shows. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have a pretty good ear. It allowed me to, you know, be musical and pick up, you know, other languages and stuff like that. But it also allowed me to get the part of Robin because I was in a room with five other people on, on like they would pull in like five people at a time. And I was in a room with well, four other kids and I was like fourth down the line. And Andrea would tell, you know, kid number one, okay, see these lines like this. And he would say it. And I was like, Oh, that's not quite how she wanted it. And so the second kid went, it's like still not right. Third kid got close but I was able to, you know, pinpoint the emphasis and the, you know, the, the dialect that she kind of wanted, um, and, and say, I would say it exactly the way she said it back to me. And so I think that was, that's what allowed me to, you know, kind of rise up over the other kids. That makes sense because, you know, if you're in a, a voice booth and they want you to say a line a certain way and you can execute that just in an audition, mm-hmm. that sounds mm-hmm. like you're the kid for the part. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I got, I got, uh, I got, I lucked out that I was, I was able to do that. I think. Well, and I mean, also you said you put in a lot of time and effort to oh, find sure. your craft. So yeah, I mean, you, you rightfully deserved it, which is amazing. Thanks. So, um, were you given a sneak peek at what the new animated series looked like? Because obviously the animation had changed by the time you had come on board. Did you know it was going to change? I, well, they called me, to let me know that I was going to be auditioning for the part or if I wanted to audition for the part. And that's what they told me. They said that Warner brothers bought the series, bought the license back from Fox and, uh, they were going a different direction. They were going to introduce a new Robin. They were going to have a new animation style, but I didn't get to see what that animation style was going to look like until, uh, Bruce, Tim gave me like a Xerox copy of one of the cells that he had to change. Because okay. Harley Quinn was like falling back on the bed, and she was wearing very skimpy panties. <laughs> and Warner Brothers was like, "This is a kid show, <laughs> so yeah. put some shorts on her, maybe." Or a so ni- was like, she was in a night. She was in a nighty at one point. I think they put her in like a full like nighty gown or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he, I, I have to find it. I, I know I put it away somewhere, but I have this Xerox copy. 
uh, of Harley Quinn and panties jumping up and down on the bed. <laughs> and as a 13 year old boy, I was like, Oh, this is my most treasured possession right now. <laughs> so yeah. Did, did you see what Tim Drake, your Robin looked like before you know, not until holiday nights. No. Yeah. Wow, that, that episode came crazy. out and I saw it and I was like, Oh, this is dope. Yeah. yeah. There's no I love like, the animation style. No screening for the cast or anything. It's like, you'll see it on TV when it comes out. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I saw it with everybody else. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any memories of seeing it for the first time when it came out? I think I was still jazzed on, uh, you know, actually getting the part and meeting all those people. But I do remember seeing it and then going, oh, yeah, I know exactly what take they used <laughs> for this line. Because, you know, right. we say it three or four times. And I was like, oh, yeah. Some people would have trouble with, even professional actors had trouble with lines sometimes. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I remember he had trouble with this line, but they used this take. That was good. And, uh, I didn't realize why they did holiday nights before they did sins of the father until I was like, Oh yeah. Christmas time. That's it's a whole holiday episode. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think me and my brother, clicked. I think me and my brother vicariously living through this story right now. Like, yeah, that's being, so cool. being a kid of the time of like, and just hopping in and, being a part of it and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the line that Mark, I think, yeah, I think Mark did that line. <laughs> I think that was a good choice by the casting call. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. definitely. It's bonkers. And, I mean, you just you just mentioned Sins of the Father. My next question is, do you have any favorite episodes that stand out to you? Because, obviously, the second episode was all about you and, like, how you came to be as the new Robin. Yep, and it was just, uh, you know, it, me and uh, uh, Kevin and Lauren and I think... Richard, Richard Mullins was there. Face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember, I remember filming that episode and then going, okay, so this is my origin story. So this is most definitely going to be my favorite episode. Uh, and coincidentally, it's my five-year-old's favorite episode. He loves um, watching Sins of the Father. And he always asks me, cause he knows I did the voice for Robin, but he doesn't, he doesn't quite understand like the difference between acting as Robin and being Robin. Wow. So he always asks me, he's like, why did you take that cop's donuts? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was thinking, I was, I was saying to my, my girlfriend today, um, when talking about sitting down and talking to you, I was like, if I could go back in time and tell, you know, 10 year old me watching you on screen and being like, one day you're going to get the chance to talk to him. I don't think 10 year old me would grasp that <laughs> concept, you know, and be right. more like, so, but Robin's a fictional character. How am I going to, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah it's probably like your five year old, the same thing, right? Like just having that, yeah. like, I can't, I can't see the difference. The, he's the... kind of getting it, but still he's just, you can tell it. there's that dissonance there where it's just, it's just something, something's off. Um, but that was, that was my favorite episode for a long time until we filmed Growing Pains. Oh, what a good episode, man. Oh, man. It still gives me chills to this day. Every time. Every time I watch it, it'll bring a little tear to the eye. Yeah. Uh, a very, Rob, very Robin-centric episode for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. well, well, just as a reminder, because I'm, I'm not sure, and I just watched this recently, because uh, Will, Will is, is waiting and holding out and watching these episodes. He hasn't watched them in a long time. I haven't seen them in like... 
15 years. So he's, he's obviously re-experiencing them for the podcast as we're going along. Um, it's the episode where Clayface makes a little girl. Oh, go yeah, off. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right? You remember that? Yeah, yeah. what a cool episode. Uh, and so what, a, cool. What, a, what a dark story as well. Where she's oh, just, yeah. at the end where she's like, no, I am Clayface and like shows her hands and they're all like muddy and <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a cool episode. She's got hair in her face. It's It was such a magical experience filming that that episode you could you could tell that through the writing how powerful it was going to be and um it, everyone in the cast just put their everything into it um you know i got to work right next to ron perlman yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was epic um he's, he was he's probably bu- what, busy filming blade two or something like that <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah well it was two or three yeah yeah, 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 right around that time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and he was a he was a cool dude. Uh, very very quiet, very stoic. Um, didn't have a lot to say, but when he did, he must have he looked was, like a giant as a thirteen year old. Huge, huge yeah. dude. <laughs> and uh, I think we won an Emmy for that episode, actually. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. That's right. That yeah. did an Emmy that episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a studio got to keep it though. I got no bling on my shelves. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you you were the integral part of that episode. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of episodes that uh, I, I watched recently in preparation for this chat, and the other one was the episode where uh, you find out what happened to Lauren Lester's Robin, and mm-hmm. how he obviously left being Robin and became Nightwing, and you guys are having a chat, and then there's a whole flashback, and you see that. Um, mm-hmm. So did he, as as you were coming on as the new Robin and he's, he's there, but obviously he's Nightwing. Did he like give you any uh, tips or is there any stories you can share with us? Do you have memories of sharing with Lon? Looking back, I wish I would have interacted with, you know, some of the cast more Lauren being one of them, Kevin being the other. It's I, I I really kind of was like enamored with Mark and Tara and, and just because they sat right next to me, Well, Mark stood next to me, but, um, I, I spent most of my time talking to those two and, you know, kind of, you know, building you know, bonds and relationships and whatnot. Um, and I, I wish that I would have spoken to, uh, Lauren Moore, uh, found out, you know, his experience, um, but phenomenal actor. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of took cues from him, you right. know, just uh, seeing the old Robin and knowing, you know, his, his style, his cadence, uh, stuff like that. So I would, I would kind of, I didn't want to mimic him too, too much because you know, that's, it's a different character. It's a different Robin. Uh, They have different personalities, but you know, it's, it's definitely awesome to be able to work with these people. I, but I do have regrets that I did not interact more with them. I I wish I would have gotten that advice. Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, being that age and then that that crazy experience, then yeah. I'm sure it's really hard to to be able to think about all those things in that moment. Um, you probably wanted to go skateboard and listen to Sum Forty One, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was more Green Day for me, but yeah, Sum Forty One was in there for sure. Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, you said you were a fan of the show, so you knew. Like, I, I assume that these these characters were like the version the definitive versions of these characters for you as well um at the time oh yeah um so come, still, coming in and still to this day yeah absolutely mm-hmm. same for us as well so coming into this arena 
where everybody is bringing their A game, uh, and you obviously brought your A game as well. Were there any inspirations that you kind of pulled for your rubbing? Like, you know, you said you had an ear for it, and you were obviously um, being able to pick up what Andrea Romano was trying to give direction on, but was there anything that you remember at that age being like, oh, I kind of like that, I might cherry-pick that and put that into my Tim Drake personality? To be honest, in uh, the episode with, yeah, poison ivy where she's creating all these, you know, plant people and stuff like that. Um, I get to melt one of the, the plant guys and I give an ooh. <laughs> I actually pulled that ew from Lucille Ball. Because <laughs> oh. my mom's a big Lucy fan. So she That's was amazing. Going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, oh, I'm totally stealing from Lucy on this one. Um, I don't think she'll mind. <laughs> Otherwise it was it was a lot of Andrea's direction and uh, kind of her vision for the character. Like I was able to mimic that a lot. So she would feed me lines, like say it like this, say it like that. Uh, And there was a lot of correction for sometimes I would say Batman too fast and it would come out as Bitman. Right. (laughs) You know, she'd be like, slow it down. And so in my brain, I was like, okay, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. And I went, Batman. And she was like, well, that's too long. <laughs> okay. But it, being the same age, being a, a Batman fan, I was able to, like I said, I was able to put myself into it a lot. So however I would say something, I would just, it would come out as me, as Robin. So it was, uh, it was, it was really easy to, to jump into that character. because I, I find uh, ourselves to be so similar. Well, yeah, you were the same age, right? And like, mm-hmm. you had that that attitude. And as you said, Tim Drake is very different than Dick Grayson, and that kind mm-hmm. of suited your personality. And they must have seen that because you went through so many people, you know, in competition to be chosen. So, yeah, they must yeah. have seen that. Yeah, I just I'm, as as we're talking, I'm remembering more episodes. Like you really, <laughs> the episodes were so good, man. Like um, the one which is Never Fear, where Scarecrow's toxin actually makes you not afraid of anything, and you had to like control Batman because he was obviously taken over by this. And I remember, like, there's a scene where you like tie him up, and he tries to be like, "Untie me, it's okay, you're in charge." And then you stop, yeah. and you're like, "You almost had me." almost had me yeah that is, yeah, <laughs> yeah there it is that's amazing yeah. um there's that one yeah, there's I, obviously over the edge where it's all about so good so good man like what so an episode good. yeah it's uh I, those are like two of my other favorite episodes i would say you know never fear and then over the edge probably uh, maybe yeah, interchangeable but yeah there's so too many good. to choose from you know well it's just yeah, nice that the, you're clearly a fan <laughs> of this the show right even if you're a part of it like that you're yeah. all gushing over certain episodes it's just you know it's lovely to I, hear. I watch them yeah we have them on repeat here at the house because i mean it, it's not only just something that i helped create but it's it's fantastic television yeah it's great entertainment and uh, you know like i said I've, I've been a fan of you know batman the character for a long time it's uh it's, it's way better than that flying alien dude <laughs> well and, and let's talk about that you got to work with tim daly as superman there's that episode mm-hmm. where he um takes batman's place and it's one of my favorite episodes that yeah one. what a cool it's episode so, it was so cool and uh on another interview they pointed out that i voiced superman for one line and that line was plus i have a pretty good ear yes and uh it that I'm, put, I'm totally putting that on my resume. I voiced Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, 
Um, but yeah, it was a, that was a, that was a fun episode. It was a fun day. Uh, again, a lot a lot of great cast. But um, the one thing that I actually remember about that day is that's the day that I met Rob Paulson. Right. Okay. Was, yeah. Great voice actor. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic voice act. I didn't realize he voiced half my childhood. Well, that's you know. the thing. Yeah. Well, just to remind, um, in case you don't know, he's and the audience <laughs> and the audience, <laughs> not just yeah. you. Sorry, and the audience. Yeah, uh, I forget sometimes that people are listening to this. Um, Rob Paulson is the voice of Raphael from the Ninja uh-huh. Turtles, and also uh, Hydra Man from Spider Man the Animated Series, mm-hmm. and, and like, uh, uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, Pinky? and Pinky from yep. Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, and, and loads uh, of others, and some of the animated. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did the. Oh, I can't remember if it's Wacko or Yakko, but skinny one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. does the the whole uh, country song. That's right, he does. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh so my he god. Sings all the countries in alphabetical order, and it was uh, you know he did a little oh bit of that for god. me. Yeah. Everybody at school, there was that one kid that knew like that whole freaking. Song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of the names of the country. I know this country and that's about it. That's crazy, man. Just the fact that you interacted with all these people that like, you know, it's just the fact that you were that age, like you were the Mm -hmm. key demographic and you were involved. We haven't, we've, we've interviewed a lot of voice actors um, throughout our time doing podcasts and had some amazing interviews, but you're the first one that like has been the most, relatable in a way because you're so similar to us in age and like you grew up in the same time period as we did and like watched yeah. the same stuff so it's a really interesting dynamic to see someone that was a fan and also a part of it as well that like you know was of that right age it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah all of it I, I'm, I watched Animaniacs I watched Ninja Turtles um you know, Thundercats yeah. <laughs> all, yeah all sorts of yeah all sorts of stuff man and being a fan and, and meeting the people that were, you know, behind the scenes, um, it, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great experience. And I, I you know, I, I kind of miss it. I kind of want to go back. Yeah. Um, well, I tell you what, you look like a young Pedro Pascal. You could get some flashback scenes in The Last of Us. <laughs> all right. You know? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, growing up. <laughs> yeah, you did actually. That's a really good point. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. So, what are you? Yeah, so do you want to share with us what you're up to now? You're doing government work now. I am. I'm actually a, a senior application developer for the cyber governance division of the Internal Services Department for Los Angeles County. Holy crap! Wow. It's like, that sounds like <laughs> a, a division of Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it kind of does, and it feels like that sometimes. Uh, but really, what I'm doing is I'm just monitoring mainframe transactions. Um, you know, ordering up jobs that that come in that people need to, you know, print warrants and checks and timesheets and stuff like that. So these mainframe transactions come in, and we we process them and you know, monitor them and stuff like that. It's uh. Wow, Robin grew I actually up, got huh? into. Yeah, Robin grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, grew up and became a software developer for the county. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually, I mean... We can respire to that. In Return of the Joker, the Batman Beyond movie, the old, the older version of Tim Drake is like some sort of bioengineer of some kind. Yeah. If yeah. I remember correctly, and then obviously he's also the Joker, which is spoiler alert. No one's ever seen that. <laughs> Wait, which, what? Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, we haven't even talked about that as well. Obviously, Batman Beyond, and you did that whole. You came back 
mm-hmm. because all of the old cast was gone by the time Batman Beyond was coming out, besides Kevin yeah. continuing as Bruce. So that's really cool. You got to come back and explore it. What was it like being... I mean, I know you weren't playing the older version of yourself, but like, you know, yeah. you again, you're acting with Mark and you're doing that stuff and he like turns your character into like a crazy Joker kid. And that's some really dark stuff, man. It, it is. And I remember the original, like the original uh, uh, animation of it. It was even darker. And I, I believe there was some controversy. The parent teacher association got involved. And they made us right, change a couple like, scenes because it was too dark. It was like right. too well, much. Well, screw them. I want, I want dark content. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> and uh, it, it, that one was, to be honest, it was rough because it was different. We did come back and, you know, most people had moved on. Um, but that was the only uh, version of Batman where we filmed it alone. So it was just me in the studio. It was, there was wow. no help. There was no backup. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, it's, was it different was casting a, directing as, as well? Or was it the same? No, Andrew was still there and, and she was, she was, you know, she tried to help me as best she could, but I don't know. I think the pressure just got to me at, at one point, um, because I couldn't get the, the maniacal laugh into the hysterical sobs. Oh, but I tell I you just, that that the way you did, you execute that line is stuck with me forever. The, yeah, I, the, I, the, I, the I wish I could take credit. That's yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't want to shoot Batman. He doesn't want to shoot. Yeah. 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 That's Actually, that me, was, man. that was Andrea doing that, that, uh, bit of acting because I just, was I it? couldn't get it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I tried. I couldn't get it. And I just, I, I bailed. I was like, I can't get this. And so I she mean, was like, all right. Well. Again, like those, those themes are really dark. And like, you know, you being a kid still, like, I'm, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. surprprised. And I hold it against you. Like, <laughs> you're not Tim Drake going around quipping and like, you know, one liners and all that stuff like you usually yeah. are. Um, you're being told to, you know, bring some really dark stuff there. So, yeah, but and yeah. it was, it was, yeah. uh, it was dark and it was hard and uh, I just, I couldn't get it. So I just, I bailed on it and she, she stepped up to the plate and she was able to do it for me. But um, it doesn't well. mean I don't practice that every single day in the car <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> I'm stuck in LA traffic, just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> why? Why? Um, oh. well, that's 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 a crazy yeah experience. Yeah. Um, so did Ooh. you did you? Uh, did you collect any of the action figures for the show? Yeah. Like again, being a kid, you know, did they hook you up with freebies at all? Yeah, actually they did. They gave me some of the maquettes. Uh, so I have a Robin maquette and a Batman maquette, um, that are here. And unfortunately fell over during a, an earthquake, one of our Southern California earthquakes that we're so oh. fond of. And Batman's cape broke off and, you know, Robin kind of got some, some shin damage. Um, but I have them and, um, I was able to pick up a couple of uh, like action figures from the Warner Brothers store. I have some some uh, animation cells, and I actually have an animated wow. cell um, that hasn't been working for some time. I keep looking over here because that's where my collection is, but my house is a disaster right now, so I don't want to like <laughs> show it off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they gave me. I have some pretty cool collectibles, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, amazing. Uh, that's can so you cool. say? Can you say one of the animation cells that you have? Because I really like animation cells. Uh, yeah, actually I have 
four of them. One of them is from Never Fear. It's the scene where or it's the shot where Robin actually like walks forward and it's right before he says, You almost had me. So it's just solo Robin. A couple other are from Growing Pains. I have one Robin, like, looking longingly out the window as he thinks of, you know, a little girl. And Annie. Yeah, yeah, Annie. Yeah, because he saw the little girl. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have, uh, when he's chasing Clayface, he's, like, glaring up at this, you know, long parking structure that he has to, you know, grappling hook up and over. Uh, Those are are the three that I have. I can all take pictures of them i'll send them to you yeah please do yeah we'll be able to share that yeah. online as well if you wouldn't mind share that with our wouldn't mind at all yeah that'd be cool and for my birthday they gave me an animaniac cell where they were uh parodying the rugrats oh wow. that's fun i didn't <laughs> yeah. even know they did that uh, i didn't know they did that either so they was there and i was like oh this is cool <laughs> so that's really cool yeah man. So uh, just quickly, uh, I know you said obviously you're in government work now, so you're not really trying to lead people. But um, if our listeners wanted to find you and follow you, where can they find you on on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter at that Matt Valencia. Um, And I'm also on Reddit under the same username, that Matt Valencia. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm there. I don't don't really have anything to promote (laughs) necessarily. Just your, but, just your uh, social media antics and things that you you like, exactly. and if people want, yeah, and if people like this interview and they want to hear more from you, then they can go there and they can they can follow sure. you and and see what you're up to. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure to have you. It's been really great. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being our first guest, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, I just again we've we've interviewed quite a few uh, voice actors in our time, but I've never come across one that's like <laughs> as, as big of a fan because he was that age as as us so it's really cool to see man um yeah thank you again uh for our listeners go check him out on twitter uh matt take care anytime all right everybody we hope you enjoyed that interview it was really great bud wasn't it it was so nice super cool guy probably my favorite interview we've done yet in terms of interviewing People that we, because, you know, we do the Spider-Man, the animated series podcast. Shout out to our other podcasts where we've interviewed a bunch of voice actors from that show uh, and, you know, writers, etc. Uh, and I've enjoyed everybody, obviously. But I don't know, I just really enjoyed talking to this guy and just, just, it felt very you know casual and cool which i I very much he's a he's a he's a really lovely guy uh the experience of being 13 years old and walking into that booth Mm. and like all of a sudden you're the voice of robin and you're surrounded by the stars of the show that you've already watched as a kid like it wasn't like he was you know an adult and it's like oh i used to watch this back in the day he was watching that show and then suddenly he was on it how tim drake is that you know like tim drake watched batman and like as tim drake as a character saw in the world there was a batman and robin that fought all these famous villains and then suddenly he's put into that position and now he's doing it it's the same exact thing it's really cool it is really cool yeah so thank you so much to matt for coming on it was uh, a great pleasure to have you on the show as our first guest for this podcast and um for all the guys out there um, all the guys and for everyone out there men that listen to this (laughs) And for everyone out there that listened, if you enjoyed it, go follow him on Twitter at that Matt Valencia. Yeah. All I right. Think we'll, I think we'll have him back on the pod at some point. 
Yes, yes, we will. I, w- I mean, we talked off pod about potentially having him back for an episode review or two. Yeah, in twenty years when we finally get to his episode. Yeah, no. Well, uh, the result—that's what I was uh, thinking about. But then uh, he did watch the show before he became a part of the show, so it might be cool to get his opinion on some episodes that he remembers as a kid before he became a part of the show. Mm, Could be cool to do like a top five countdown of our favorite. Batman the Animated Series episodes, and all three of us can uh, reveal our top five as we go. Well, that's fun. I'm totally ripping off uh, the famous YouTube channel called Watcher, where they do something called Top 5 Beatdown, but it works in this scenario as well. Yeah. All right. We're stealing it. That sounds great. Okay. Maybe we'll do that. Um, All right, bud. Well, since we didn't watch an episode, we usually have some segments like Love That Batman and Riddle Me This, William. But... I have a new segment for you now. New? It's a new one, and it's called Ace the Bat Sound. (laughs) (laughs) I got the joke. Okay, instead of the bat head, you got it. All right. I got it. Well, I guess maybe there's someone out there that didn't get it. Exactly. We're not the only people here. Okay. Would you like me to explain the rules of this game to you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. So, Ace the Bat Sound game is all around you listening to first a score and if you can name the character that the score has been designed for or created for oh god okay then you get one point okay so you're playing a score um from the show if i can name the character that the score is for i get a point yep you get two points for describing what happens in the episode that that score is from okay and you get three points for naming the episode title. Wow. I don't think I'll ever be able to name an episode title. But if you need a lifeline, if you, when you hear the score, you don't know, I do have a backup of a sound clip of the character talking very quickly. Oh, well, that would, that would definitely give it away because I'm very good at recognizing voices. Well, this is good because, you know, you this is Batman the Animated Series has always been I would say your jam. Like you are obsessed with this show. You watch it constantly. It's it's deeply ingrained into who you are as a person, I would say. Yeah. And I am just a, a, a fan who loves it and thinks that it's the best adaptation and interpretation of the character ever made. Um, but I have not you know, I've seen I've seen every episode multiple times, but not on your level, so I'll, I'll see how I do. Well, this game is basically, I was thinking, like, I, I would nail this game, but then, obviously, well, yeah. I, I'm on a different level. So I thought, all right, well, I won't go super hard, okay? So I thought starting... Ah, bring it on, baby, bring it on. All right, so are you ready for the score? Yes. And first, you have to name the character, then describe the episode, and then name the episode. And if you need help, there is a little... And these are all first appearance episodes. Correct. Okay. now i recognize the song yeah there's so many people out there like yelling at their phones right now but again they probably watch this loads of times but uh it's uh definitely a standout episode of this show is considered a standout episode okay well it's quite light on its feet that score a little bit spooky a playful 
Does Harley Quinn have a school? She does, yes. But it's not this one. I think it's Harley Quinn. Incorrect. (laughs) Would you like the sound clip to help? Hang on, give me one more more crack before I go to that. Would you like to hear the score again? No, I've got it. (laughs) I know that you're really speeding it up. Um, I know it's not the Mad Hatter. Uh, I know it's not Clayface. And I know it's not... I don't think it's Mr. Freeze. Should I give you a one-word clue? No, play your other clip thing. Okay, well, this will probably give it away. That's oh, well, then do your one-word clue then. Okay, the one-word clue is cool. Mr. Freeze. Correct. <laughs> Can you describe what happens in the episode for two um, points? I vaguely can. It's called Heart of Ice. Well, we got the three points, folks. Name and the episode. I only know that because uh, I I know it's the first Mr. Freeze episode because I've heard plenty of podcast interviews with Paul Dini and Kevin Smith gushing over it. Um, it ends with him with the frozen tear, which is just a magical, beautiful moment. Yeah. It's probably one of the, the more serious episodes, and it's, show, it's Paul Dini shining at his, his early best. To it, show, put the hey, show, it put the show on the me. map. Yeah. This is me as Paul Dini. This is what I want to do with Batman. Yep, absolutely. It put him on the map, and it put the show on the map. Yeah. It won, like, loads of Emmys. Did it? Well, yeah. Um, so any idea what happens in Heart of Ice? You'd name the episode. Um, I assume it's Mr. Freeze trying to get stuff to save his wife and Batman foils him and he ends up crying ice in a, in Arkham at the end. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you one and a half points because you've half described it. The key thing there is it's also a revenge plot because, um, played by Mark Hamill, the guy that essentially creates yes. Mr. Freeze, um, is this like business tycoon and Mr. Freeze wants revenge against mm. him uh, as well as being able to save his dear wife. I think I also have the perfect casting choice for Mr. Freeze for this. Well, show. you're going to have to save it until we do that. Well, but I think it will win. Well, here's the sound clip, by the way, which would have given it away. I'm beyond emotions. You should have played. <laughs> Can you edit in uh, the Grinch saying, almost lost my cool there? Instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's too much work for me in this podcast already. Okay. Uh, and that was our little game. That was fun, right? It was fun. I enjoyed that. We can do more Ace the Bat sound as we continue on. All right. Our last category of the day is what you're doing with your life. Buddy, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What makes you tick? I have been re-watching The Walking Dead because I'm all aboard the zombie hype trip currently with The Last of Us being on TV and also the launching of my Kickstarter in March, which I kind of think I'm not going to raise enough money for right now. Oh, shit. I've made the budget of what I need and the base minimum I need to ask for is three and a half thousand pounds. I just don't think I have a big enough following to to raise that. I'm going to go through I'm going to go through the whole Moringa roll anyway, but we'll see. Yeah. Create some cool content for social media platforms and that will hopefully gain some more followers and more attention. So yeah. you never but know. I've been in such a zombie mood recently. Um, uh, so I started rewatching the walking dead because I saw a clip from 
season two on Facebook that was like, do you remember when The Walking to Dead was good? And it was from the uh, mid-series finale of season two, which a lot of people poo-poo season two for being slow and all this stuff. I have never agreed with that. And also upon re-watching it so far, season two is my favorite season I've watched so far as I'm going on. What season I'm, are you on now? I'm on season four now. So I've gone okay. through most of the prison um, and I'm sort of now in a, the mid lull of the governor, like kind of disappeared and he's on his way back. Okay. I'm at the part where everyone gets the flu in the prison. That's where I am. Oh, I totally forgot all of that, but okay. Cool. Um, so, but season two, like I, I'm here to defend it right now because people shit all over season two. Like, oh, it's at the farm and it's slow. Okay. First of all, you have the mystery. What happened to Sophia? She disappeared on a, one of the best openings of a zombie show. That also, highway sequence. The highway amazing. when you see the first horde in the mm. series and everyone's hiding from the horde is amazing. The kid runs off into the woods. Rick says, wait here, I, I'll lead them off. But the kid runs away. You don't know what happens. They're trying to find the kid the whole season. So that already is a great um, runner in the season. The second biggest part of the season is Shane. Shane's arc in the season is amazing. Yeah. You see him turn into more of a, a, a like a ruthless, badass like just I will kill anybody to to survive and also it ends with him confronting Rick to the point of I'm going to murder you you can't protect Rick exactly uh, also there is a shot in season 3 where Rick thinks he sees Shane even though he's already dead in um Woodhill Woodbury which is the governor's town and I've always said this I think he would make an amazing Wolverine. And in this shot, I, I've, I've always said this. Yeah. And in the, in this shot, he's got like a beard and his hair has like little ticks at the end of it. And I was like, that's Wolverine. And he like revs up like Wolverine too. He's like, yeah. like, he's I, like I I'm ready to I kill you. Was, I thought he was an okay Punisher, but the way he gets like his rage in, in that, I'm like, Punisher's not really a rage. And he's not a super tall guy, man. No, he, no, he's, he's like the five, best. six, five, and seven. You could be any age to play Wolverine. I think so. I really, I think, think he's perfect. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Absolutely, I could say, I could see him. Like, Let's go, bub. Like, I, yes, no, you can me see too. Him. Yeah, anyway, that's a side thing. Cigar um, in his mouth, everything. I can see it all. Yeah. Um. So, the drama is so good. Like Laurie's pregnant, and you don't know if it's Shane's baby or if it's Rick's baby. Like, there's so much going on in that season that. The fact that people poo-poo on it, I think, are big dum-dums. It's crazy that there's a proper soap opera plot in a zombie show. You know what I mean? Like, whose baby is it? Like, that's such a soap opera That's great. That adds so many different layers to it. Carl's been shot. I mean, as you're going through. Carl's been shot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. The horde forming and coming towards the farm is so neither living dead. For any, like, big zombie fans out there. And it ends with Rick killing Shane and then looking at the rest of the group as they're on the lamb now. Being like, this is no longer a democracy. It's a fucking dictatorship. I, what I do goes. And it's like, oh, man. Like, And Sophia's the zombie in the barn yes, full of zombies. The reveal of Sophia being the zombie in the yeah. barn is, is such an iconic moment of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a good point. It's a good season. It's very good. It was, season like three is super action-packed, with like, which is fine. I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people just want to see like people killing zombies. And I'm like, that's fine. But like... You've seen it once. You've seen it a million times. I like the, the stakes. Drama. You want the stakes and the drama. I want the stakes exactly. And yeah, uh, I don't know. It felt very surface somewhat. But I, I'm now going to commit to watching the whole show through because I stopped watching the show 
at I don't know season uh, right around after Rick died. Well, he didn't die after Rick disappeared. I stopped for a while. Then I came back and watched like a season or two, and it was terrible. But I kept going because I'm like, oh, I just love this. this. is my favorite comic of all time. I love the story. And then I got to a point in the show that I thought it was so bad after the um, the Whisperers that I was like, I, I I'm done. I can't do this. But now the show's over. I'm like. I need to see it through, right? Like, I'm like, this was once my favorite show on TV. I'm the biggest zombie fan that I know. I need to see all of The Walking Dead. So we've committed to now fully getting through the show. Well, that's cool. I mean, there are a few standout... When I think of the show, there are a few standout episodes for me. Uh, one is when Rick re- reunites with the guy that he met in episode one. Morgan, yeah. Morgan. And... As we know, Morgan's wife is a zombie and he can't shoot her and he's like protecting his kid. And then when we find him like later on in an abandoned town, his kid is a zombie as well. And it's just like Morgan kicking around. And that whole episode just stands out You don't out see to me. his kid as a zombie, but that's in season three. Um, Do you? I thought you see no, his kid as a zombie. You just, no, you, he's made a booby-trapped city. Um, and he, written on the walls, he's is his kid's dead and stuff. And oh, he, has shit. A, he has a one-on-one with Rick where he tries to kill Rick because he doesn't recognize him. And, we, and he basically tells him like, we're all fucking doomed. Like you could do whatever you want. Uh, it's very good. Uh, yeah. Morgan's so that's one that stands character. out. And then the other one that stands out is the guy that plays the penguin in the Gotham show. I remember is in, yes, and it's where they're like, going to, they're going to have their throats slit over a bathtub yes. and they're yep. like lambs to slaughter. And they're that, just chatting like it's another Wednesday. Yeah. And then Rick manages to like break free. And then it's like an escape out of this like slaughterhouse that I remember as well at being mm. super intense. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I'd have to say my top memories of the show are episode one is still a, a really amazing episode with him going into the town and it's it's overrun with all the zombies and he ends in the tank at the end and there's the voice like hey, yeah it's good stuff yeah um that's that's an incredible journey that first episode they pack so much into it um i love uh there's this one episode it's not even a standout moment it's just frightening to me because zombies are like one of my biggest fears it's post the the prison and they're on the run and there's a storm and they all lock into a barn, but there's just full of zombies outside. And I think da- it's Daryl and he looks through the slit of the barn and lightning cracks and you just see. Oh, yes. Zombies. And it's just like, oh, like it scares the shit out of me. That. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're but all you right said there. The throat slitting is another one. And then another one is it's an ode. It's kind of an ode to my my favorite thing that ever happened in the Walking Dead books is two things. It's. I know I'm going off on a tirade here, but I'm going to finish very soon. Relax. Um, I didn't l- say it. I'm talking to the listener. I know they're going, oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about an old show. Um, my two things are, my two favorite scenes in the book are when, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's lost a leg um, and he's taken by these people and he wakes up and he's missing his other leg and there's people sitting at the table being like, I'm sorry. But, you know, this is the way of the world now. And they're all eating his leg like this. And so he's like had his leg chopped up and he's sure. watching people eat it. And he starts crying and it turns to laughter. And they're like, why are you laughing? And he pulls down his shirt and he's like, you're eating tainted meat because he's got a tainted huge bite mark on him. Meat. And they they do that. Um, they, I think they do that for another character eventually in the show. So they do. Yeah. yeah. Thing that was like, oh, yes. The other thing I love, which is another favorite scene from the book, is when they're trying to leave. Um, uh, that town that they find eventually starts with an A. I can't remember. Alexandria. Alexandria. 
it's super overrun with zombies and Rick's like started like falling in love with this woman. She has a daughter and all this stuff and they're walking through the horde of zombies and he's holding her hand and they're all covered in the zombie guts. And she starts like going "Eh, eh," and getting all the zombies session and freaking out. And she's holding onto like Carl's hand. Yeah. Rick just looks at he's like, I'm sorry. You're you're a liability. Yeah. Axe her hand off. And then all the zombies eat her. I'm like, yeah. Damn, it's cold blooded. Yeah, that's dope. That happens in the books as well. But yes, um, and I'm yeah. so happy that they did that. And obviously, the bashing of the heads and by Negan and stuff that was a big like that was big that was the, that's when the show climaxed really. And it, it is, um, yeah. That's when I stopped from there. That's when I stopped, and I'd lost interest after that because it just wasn't as good. Yep. Um, all right, well, Walking Dead is obviously filling your life. Um, Last of Us, uh, we won't have to go into great detail, but still really digging it. Really love the latest episode. The clickers were really cool. Thought that was yeah. a great way As of I said doing to you, it. I was a bit bummed out that they made them hold back the clickers, like because in the games they are a one-hit kill. If a clicker comes up, it's like Resident Evil with the chainsaw guys. If they come up to you and they are able to attack, you're dead. That's the end. You have okay. to start again. So them being able to hold them back was a bit disappointing because you can't just shoot them in the head like that. You know, they they have a hardened skull shell yeah. yeah um i still thought it was really cool i love how they can communicate through the ground i thought that was great and a really cool explanation and waking up that whole horde that's crazy. not it so that's not in the games oh really no. oh okay the, the uh communication in the ground is a completely new thing but i really love it because um uh it's i watched this documentary about fungi and funguses and how they communicate, and they do communicate through the ground, just as trees communicate via roots through the ground. Like, mm-hmm. if a tree's dying, and if it's a child of, like, uh, another tree, the tree will, like, give, like, its life, sacrifice its life for the child. So, anyway, this document, I can't remember what it was, this documentary blew my mind while I was like, stuff is so alive when you don't think it is. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going off another tangent here, but I love the idea, <laughs> I love the idea of that there's something greater, like, they're not zombies. They're like all, they're like tools for a greater thing. And this thing is just to survive. Yes. And infect. And I love that. Yeah. They're, they're essentially vessels for this, uh, this fungus to run and operate in. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've been reading is Batman. The adventure continues, which is oh, yeah, by that yet. Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. Um, amazing art, just like the new animated Batman adventures. Um, and it's been a really fun read, man. It's like essentially getting episodes of the show that we don't get anymore. And it's it's yeah, so that's the cool. point, right? Yeah, and it's it's awesome. You've got you've got Jason Red Hood in there, you've got Deathstroke, you've got the Court of Owls, you've got the murder of Mayor Hill, um, which is by the Court of Owls, which is really cool. You've got Huntress and you've got this new villain, this corrupt mayor that steps in after Mayor Hill is is killed, and he's totally based off of Trump. And it's so interesting to see oh, yeah. how he like just completely blankets the media with like bullshit and fake news. And like, it's just such a, and it I was don't know written... if I want that, that type of modern politics in my, my Batman, but I would still give it. No, that. it's really interesting. Cause you see how Batman takes that on and how he can't like, he can't change the public's opinion of this mm. person. 
because of how brainwashed they are by lots of this stuff that they're putting out there with all the fake news and stuff. It's really interesting. And obviously he's Batman. He's going to fucking win. Right. But it's a really cool story of seeing how he gets there and how he, and how he um, basically undoes all of this. So yeah, it was great, great reading. Um, They're doing episode, well, a volume three right now. I've read volume one, I've read volume two, volume three. They're currently writing. So I'm going to wait until a bunch of issues are out until I read that. Um, but yeah, it's really good stuff. And then finally, I've never seen it. I watched Blade Runner 2049 the other day and it was okay. A bit too long, but I'm not the biggest fan of Blade Runner. I like no, it. I feel like uh, my opinion of Blade Runner is you had to be there to really love it because so much is so much other media has taken from Blade Runner that when I sat down to watch it for the first time, I was pretty disappointed because I was like, I've seen all of this before. And that's because you know, I've, it has been just completely ripped apart and odored and, and done elsewhere. And, and I've always, I found the original Blade Runner to be incredibly slow. Um, so the fact that you said that the remake is as slow is kind of disappointing, but yeah, I mean, I, enjoy it, that's good. Aesthetically. It's beautiful. Like the cinematography, everything about it is just stunning. Um, but yeah, and the story was okay. And the characters were all right. Yeah, it was an okay movie. I didn't hate it. I just it's watched like the it. ultimate that was dad it. movie, right? It, it kind of like, is. Dad's yeah. going to sit down and watch yeah. like, Blade Runner. Yeah, this is my Star Wars. This is what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that was that. Um, all right, is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Please go to speechcomics.com, uh, sign up to my newsletter where you'll receive a free preview of my book outbreaks which is coming to kickstarter march 1st you get to read the first five pages for free if you sign up to my newsletter uh and then come by march 1st to kickstarter you'll be all over my social media trying to raise 3500 which is the cost uh to get the book colored and printed and to cover costs of kickstarter i'm not trying to make profit here at all i'm already in the red on this book by a couple of grand i just want to get it into people's hands and hopefully I'll be able to do that and for you. And for those that donate, they also get awards for what they donate, right? So It's, it's not a donation. It's you, You're buying the book, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kickstarter is not a donation thing. It's it's a, it's a selling service. So yeah. Please, if you're interested, you know, there's, you can just buy a digital copy, which I don't know how much it's going to be, but it'll be relatively cheap. Uh, or, you know, a full-on print copy with variant covers, this, that, and the other. Art by me, writing by me. And I really hope it works out because I really want to turn it into a, an ongoing series. It's a dream of mine. And if this Kickstarter doesn't work out, then I'll just have to start funding it more myself. And then I'll take it to Kickstarter again just to get it printed, which will be a much lower cost. But I don't want to do that. No, that's fair. So everybody go follow him at Robson Inc. And you'll be able to get all the updates on when he's going to be launching that and when he's doing it. And you can go check it out there. All right. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been well, Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Doodles! Bye. The t- the villains from um, Resident Evil Four. That's what it reminds you of. All the like the townspeople. I don't remember Resident Evil Four. You used to play it. 
Yeah, like ages ago when I was a massive stoner. I don't remember that. Yeah, bro, you want to fucking light up a fucking joint and watch me <laughs> play Resident Evil 4, bro? That was, that was the game I played when I went to uni. And um, <laughs> I I don't think I've, I've told you this, but my roommate, um, he had a girl over one night and... A woman? He def- a woman. He definitely implied that I should leave, but I was too busy playing. In what res- way? Well, he was just like, um, you got anything going on tonight? I'm like, nope. It's like, no fraternity stuff? Nope. Don't have anywhere, you don't have a class or anything? I'm like, nope, no classes. He's like, all right, well, we're just going to hang out in my bed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And I played Resident Evil 4, and the girl was so interested that she like watched me play. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game, bud. And I, I definitely, I definitely cock blocked my roommate by accident, but I was like, I'm busy playing Resident Evil 4. So she was like, so Ashley, she's been kidnapped, right? And you're like, yeah, I got to save Ashley. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm infected. You're infected. Yup, I'm infected. <laughs> Get off of me. He's infected. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, I felt I had bad. something similar, but it was, uh, I've only shared a room once with uh, a stranger and that was my first time going to university in the states to burlington uh college oh i think you're talking like a hostel or something we were we were the only people sharing a room out of everybody else on campus which i thought was kind of bullshit oh really but it worked out great because you know we became lifelong friends he was also from new jersey did you ever meet my roommate paul mccormick yeah i think i did yeah yeah um, lovely guy. Paul McCartney. He's probably not listening. <laughs> he's, got, he's got family and kids and stuff. He's busy. <laughs> yeah, he's um, got a life. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> definitely not listening. We were the only ones that shared a room, but it was great because we we had a big room, so we had a sofa in there, a TV, so everyone would watch movies in our room, play games, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting lost here. Um. Anyway, the reason I'm talking about it is because he would sometimes hook up with this girl. Um who also like lived in the the flats. And yeah, the first thing that happened though was when we first stayed in the room together, he was like, bro, I can only go to sleep with the TV on. Is that okay? And I was like, well, I can only go to sleep with the TV on. And it was just, and it was like, <laughs> this is the beginning of a t- like a sitcom where like, and he can only go to sleep with the TV on. <laughs> but I, I, I caved because I'm like, all right, I can always roll over and put like earbuds in. Wait, if you need that to sleep tonight. He likes oh. apples and he likes oranges. <laughs> well, my problem is, is that when the TV's on, I just end up watching it. Like I'll be falling asleep and there'll be like something will happen on the TV. I'm like, well, now I got to. Can you know not do that? There. Can you not do that to this day? No, I definitely can today, but I have oh, to turn back the, then. the volume down. But still, even if I'm falling asleep now with the TV on, someone might say something. I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> Regardless, he had this girl over and they would hook up like in his bed. And there was one there was one night where I had a test the next day and they were hooking up and they they thought I was fast asleep. Right. And they're just like chatting away and stuff like under their breath. And I just scared the shit out of them because I was like. Guys, can you just go to like her room? Like for Christ's sake! Like I'm trying to sleep, and they're like, oh, like they shut up, like scared, like oh, I thought you were fast asleep. I'm like, I can tell you right now, when you guys do this, I'm never asleep. <laughs> when you what? Never, never, because I'm oh, you know God. me, I'm such a light sleeper. <laughs> when you guys do this, I'm awake downstairs. If you know what I mean, <laughs> I'm just playing a little uh, pocket putt putt golf. If you know what I'm saying, in the corner. No, of course not. 
but it was so funny. Like, I mean, I can, they... I can only go to sleep with the TV on. I can only go to sleep if you come. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, all right, I get like, all right, you're chatting and like maybe making it a little bit. When you're younger, like that's acceptable. When you start like hearing other stuff, you're like, I have a test tomorrow. Can you not have sex next to me for Christ's sake? <laughs> <laughs> not tonight. All right. I'm busy. Um, oh, and then they, ne- they never did it again. Because she had her own room. I'm like, why, why are you doing it here? Because she probably the TV, didn't. And the TV was on as well. I'm like, this is every. I'm going to go in her room. <laughs> Which actually, I, I eventually did that. She she moved out and I took a room. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe she didn't want to, like, muck up her bed sheets with his dirtiness. <laughs> I couldn't think of another way besides saying, like, were, spunky sheets. <laughs> they were an old match. I don't know why they were hooking up in the first. I shouldn't, probably shouldn't be talking about ah, He's married and has kids. So, and I won't tell him about this. He'll never know. No, he'll never know. Could and you just bleep, could you bleep out his name for me? I'd appreciate sure. that. I'll bleep out his name. Thank you. Um, yeah, all right. Well, uh, let's, now we've shared those lovely stories. Replace it with, replace it with something funny. What, like a name? Yeah, something from the Batman show. Replace it with someone <laughs> saying their name. <laughs> I, I'll think of something, sure. Replace Gary. It with, uh, you can replace it with, um, I don't know, Paul McCartney. There you go, just put that in instead. <laughs> wow, more work for me, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Or you can just cut this whole thing out, but that's fine as well. Yeah, exactly, fuck it. All right, let's do this, shall we? Yeah.